Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Presented by Progressive Insurance guests on the Goodyear Hotline. That was a very informative and spicy little sports center from Kevin Winter. Uh, color me impressed. I liked it. Got a lot of stuff in there, and you heard some of the big stories of this day, including the Cowboys now. And we were reminded during the break, you know, we were just doing this stuff off the top of our heads, that Cleveland won a playoff game without their coach last year. That playoff game, they beat Pittsburgh. They did it without Kevin Stefanski, who had tested positive uh, for COVID that week. So we have the latest on the Cowboys. They're going to be without their coach going into a big game on Thursday. And we'll see where all that takes us again. If we get any further information on whether there's going to be some players missing and all that kind of stuff, we will let you know. We cover this stuff to the extent that it impacts the sports that we care about and that you care about. That's, that is the degree to which I will cover it. I just explained that a moment ago here. So let's get back to business here. We always try and do I'm sorry what because you need to hear from a lot of different people today. I'm sorry what? I'm sorry what? I'm sorry what? I'm sorry. What? I want to start with the Harbaugh one because I didn't get it in in the first hour. So Jim Harbaugh finally beats Ohio State on Saturday. And we're going to have Dan Deardorff talking about it at the end of this hour. Deardorff, Michigan alum, does the games for uh, Michigan radio. And but so Harbaugh is asked about it all. And, you know, Ohio State had talked about trying to hang 100 on him and all that kind of stuff after the game didn't get played last year because of COVID and everything else. And Harbaugh took a shot. Listen to this. There's definitely stuff that people said that spurred us on even more. Sure. Sometimes people that are standing on third base think they hit a triple, you know, but they didn't. Oh, 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 how about Jim? Ryan Day hit a triple. So good. Oh, I love it. Is it fair? Is Ryan Day purely the beneficiary of right place, right time? Urban built this unbelievable program and he just steps in. Is that is that a fair thing to say about him? I don't think it's entirely fair because what he's done there is really impressive He's also brought in really good recruiting classes. Those don't have anything to do with Urban, obviously. But Jim Harbaugh is exactly right. Comparing Ohio State to Michigan over the last 10, 15, 20 years is not apples to apples. They've not had similar players of quality. And so I think it's exactly right to say that he started on third base while I started on first. That's, I think it was beautiful. I really that, that's not what I think he's saying, though. What do you think he's saying? I think he's saying Ryan Day slash all the people there think he's such a great coach, but mm-hmm. he was actually handed the keys to a Mercedes, and now you're impressed because he's driving fast. I like that even more. I, I think that's what he's saying. Triple, that, that's what triple means. Mm-hmm. right? You've heard that right, expression before, used in many different uh, contexts. Okay, I like that one. I wanted to get it in. We'll get Deardorff on. Next stop, Aaron Rodgers. I told you on TV this morning, I think he's the MVP of the league. I think he is the best player in football right now. He's got a toe. He, in fact, may get surgery as soon as today. Here he was yesterday. Uh, the toe felt good most of the game. Um, was just actually in uh, talking with the uh, with the docs. Um, uh, not sure uh, at this point. We're going to do some more testing in the morning and, and uh, get a better view of what's going on in there and then make a decision uh, at that time. So the testing in the morning is now. The the morning that we're talking about is right now. We're awaiting word on what's going to happen. They have a bye. He has said he will not have the surgery, have any surgery that will cause him to miss games. So we'll see. I think they've got a shot. There's just something about this year. I mean, they they were the best team in in football last year, or the best team in the NFC last year. They had the one seed and everything else. Yet there's something about this team that gives me a different feeling. Yesterday watching them, I was like, 
they're not going to lose. That defense make plays, and Rodgers is ridiculous. There's two things about this team. The defense is much better. Right now, that's the number five ranked defense in the league. Yeah. And A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon is a player. I love him. He's making a big difference. How much fun is he to watch? He is... You know, whether you're root for or against them. He's a Connecticut kid, right, Nuno? Didn't he come grow up in Connecticut someplace? A.J. Dillon? Uh, not that I know of. No, he did. I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive. Yeah, I only said that because Nuno was a Connecticut kid. I'm positive I have that right. He's a Connecticut kid. He grew up in Connecticut. Yeah, you're right. New London. New London, Connecticut. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, th- th- that's a little bit of the hometown of this show, if you will, and a, and a VSPN. So, yeah, he's tremendous. A.J. Dillon is tremendous. He, ca- he doesn't just run you over. Like, he jukes guys. He ma- catches passes. He's a very mm-hmm. good player. Th- they are in good shape. The Packers, to me, are very dangerous right now. There are two teams that I think, well, you should put Arizona. Not fair to Arizona not putting them in this. But you got to think about Rodgers, and you got to think about Brady. How about Brady and his team finding a way in the second half? You know, they just made big play after big play. That's what it takes to win. You know, you got to get, you got to make the plays. I mean, it's, there's not a lot of margin of error. There's really well coached teams that have a lot of good players, and everyone's working hard to win. You know, you either got to make the player, you don't. And uh, we didn't make them as much in the first half, but we certainly made them in the second half. I mean, it is all about the guys he brought there. Brady is the GM. He's the give Rodgers the MVP, and give Brady the executive of the year. Because without Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski, and Antonio Brown, I don't know where this team is, and none of them are in Tampa if not for him, right? No, no question. Gronk right now is playing at a Hall of Fame level. The game he had yesterday was ridiculous. Yeah. And he affects the, the run game just as much. When he's on the field, Greeny, this year, they're averaging like six and a half yards per play. It's the best offense in the league. When he's on the field for them, he's still ridiculous. Agreeny with you on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. The great Dan Deardorff still to come in this hour on the Goodyear Hotline talking about Michigan and a whole lot more. Let's get to Belichick next. I just want to hear what he said. I haven't heard this yet. So let's hear Bill. His team has won uh, six straight. They were two and four. Now they're eight and four. They're playing great. And he asked the question, is this team headed in the direction that he wants it? Let's guess what he says to that because they've won six straight games. I'm not sure how, I'm not sure how the answer to that could be anything but well, yeah, <laughs> you know we're winning all every week. Uh, let's hear what he said. Is the team headed in the direction that he wants it? Yeah, I don't know. Play Buffalo on Monday night. We'll see. Eight games. Eight, look, eight games aren't enough to clinch anything or win anything. So we got a long, long way to go. I mean, I love it. Look, I knew that. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm envisioning. They have a scheduling disadvantage this week, which is to say the Bills played Thursday and he played Sunday. And now they play. So it's a Monday night. The Bills actually have an extra long. The Bills have the ridiculous. They have like a mini break. The Giants did last week. Yeah, they they go from an off week. Mm Well, not quite with the Giants. The Giants had a bye. And then they played Monday, right? And then they played Monday. The Bills didn't have a bye. They played Thursday. So they actually played and still have the extra time. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So they've got like a 10-day break. (laughs) Bills got eight days. I guarantee you, he is all over his guys about how behind they are. They just pounded Tennessee into submission. (laughs) And now he is all over them about how the Bills have an enormous advantage in this huge game. The Patriots have the Bills, then a bye, then the Colts, then the Bills again. Then after that, they finish with two games they should win easily. It's the Dolphins, the Jags. Well, the Dolphins all of a sudden don't look so easy. And Jacksonville. Then. And Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So well, they should win those games mm-hmm. if they need to. So this, this is when it's going to be decided now. These next couple of games 
uh, especially the two against Buffalo. And you heard Rex, if you're with us at the beginning of the show, Rex said he thinks the Bills are going to win. Let's hear one more from Bill because I'm, I'm always interested in him uh, saying we'll take the win and move on. Good all-around effort. Um, again, left some plays out there. Certainly some things we could have done better, but, you know, we'll take it and, and uh, you know, move on, finish this game up tomorrow and get ready for Buffalo. I mean, have you ever heard a person sound so unhappy in your entire <laughs> life? They've won six straight games. That's what he's saying. Well, you know, we won. And, you know, that was, that's the winning coach there? That's the winning coach. I, I, would, I would bet you that every losing coach in the NFL yesterday had more energy in his voice than Bill did <laughs> after a win. I mean, it, it's just incredible. But that's, like, what can you say? He's not only the coach of the year. He's the coach of the millennium. He's doing as good a coaching job right now as I've ever seen anybody do. By the way, did you see what their <clears throat> scoring margin is during this six-game win streak? I, I mean, they've won a lot of these games big. Uh-huh. So you're going to tell me it's big. So six, have they won by a combined total of... They just put it up on my TV screen mm-hmm. here. So it's 148 points. Plus 148 over the last six games. Give me some math on that. What is that divided by six? 20, almost 25. 25, 25 points a game, yeah. yeah almost exactly 25. <laughs> that, that, is, that is ridiculous. You never know by listening to the coach. And though. they've played a lot of bad games, a lot of bad teams, but they've played some decent ones too. Uh, one more. This is Daniel Jones. Do I have him up here? Did we lose Daniel Jones, guys? I had him. Um, we seem to have lost the Daniel Jones son, but that doesn't really make any difference. The Giants are boring as hell. I mean, that, what a ter- what an, an unimaginably uninventive win that was from yeah. which you take nothing. That, that game was all about the Eagles losing much more than it was about the Giants winning. Let's pause briefly on that thought because we got Nuno's notes still to come, and then we got the Hall of Famer Dan Deardorff who said this past weekend was the most pride he has ever felt, and you will hear why as we continue. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. All right, Greeny with you here, as always, for a live from the Seaport District to Pier 17. We're brought to you by Chase, the one, the only, the great Dan Deardorff will join us coming up in a little bit. He said this past weekend was the most pride he's ever felt. You'll hear exactly why. That's a guy who's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, and obviously one of the great announcers of all time. Just a great guy. Uh, very quickly, um, on a day filled with football conversation, did you see the news that Lee Elder died that made me feel sad. Um, Lee Elder, who became a legendary figure in the sport of golf 
a long time ago, gen- multiple generations ago, and is, I guess, best known for having been the first African-American ever to compete in the Masters in 1975. He was honored as one of the honorary starters this past year at Augusta, and you could see that while he was in ill health, you could see how much that meant to him, and it was lovely to see as an incredibly important person in the history of that sport. Uh, and so I'm just seeing the news now of his passing. I would have prepared a few more comments on it. Uh, maybe we'll do a little more on that tomorrow because it's uh, he's a very important person in the history of that sport. Tiger Woods has talked a great deal about that, and as as have many others. Uh, and if you're one who cares about golf, Lee Elder is a very important person in the sport. So our condolences certainly to his family and friends. Um, uh, Lee Elder, again, uh, passing away Today, I'm, I'm just seeing that news as we go. The other breaking news, again, the Cowboys are going to be without their head coach, Mike McCarthy, and who knows how many others when they play on Thursday night. McCarthy has tested positive. Shefty is reporting that up to eight positive tests are in the organization. And as you know, as we've seen these things, they tend to roll out sequentially, which is to say you got eight tests today. Then you hold your breath for tomorrow and see how many more come and how many more come and we have not seen we did not see a single game canceled last year. We did see games rescheduled, right? Moved to different days and times. So that obviously could be something that is on the table here if the Cowboys are not able to field the team on Thursday and, and we'll see. Eight tests coming back on a Monday is obviously a very frightening set of circumstances from that standpoint. So we'll keep on top of all this news for you here. In the meantime, with Dan coming, let's do a little Nuno's notes. What's going on, Nuno? Not much, Greeny. Nuno is a unique personality. There's just that je ne sais quoi. He puts notes on all of the games into the Google Doc for me. I'm definitely a savant. And I like it. I just enjoy it. Nuno's notes. Ah, sure. Let's do it. So we got Nuno's notes here. He will just put in his thoughts on some of the games from yesterday, and I will read you what some of them are because they're interesting. The Giants beat the Eagles yesterday, and Nuno wrote, Team still stinks, but they haven't quit on their head coach. Now, you fired Joe Judge on this show last Tuesday, <laughs> Nuno. Have you rehired him as a result of their not quitting on him? No, no, no. I think you need a complete uh, and utter just cleansing with this organization. So the fact that the team hasn't quit on its head coach does not change your view on its future. No, it no. You want to see guys actually go out there and compete, and I think that's one of those good signs, right? You want to see the evolution of a Xavier McKinney and a uh, Julian Love, and you want to see that. So, um, and by them not quitting on their head coach, it shows that they're invested. So that says more about them, you're telling me, than it does about him. To a point. <laughs> and we'll just, I mean, uh, Nuno's just not going to give him any love. I think Joe Judge has kind of acquitted himself well. Like That was a game yesterday he's not supposed to win. Uh, he wins. The judge? He, you his, just gave the judge an acquittal there? See, I'm not, even, I'm not even smart enough to have planned that. I just said that because so, you often use that phrase. So but. the jury has <laughs> not decided yet on the judge yes. is what you are saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Next game, Bengals obliterate the Steelers. And Nuno writes, dear Steelers, if your quarterback is throwing interceptions to Eli Apple, it's beyond time to move on from him. Um, th- th- look, that was a total meltdown, right, Nuno? I mean, the Steelers yesterday were in total meltdown. Who was their starting quarterback going to be week one next year? It's better not be Big Ben. Um, oh, there's no ch- Is there any chance? I mean, I, I can't that imagine. would stun me. I, I don't know, think their quarterback I, of next year is on their maybe, roster is what I'm know, trying to what say. What about a guy like Mitchell Trubisky, right? Brian Dable, I think people – a year away from uh, the Bears, that that actually might work for for them because that's the type of guy they might ha- they're going to have to take a chance on because it doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay anymore. Well, let, let's see what, what I mean. 
Is that a place Russell Wilson would be interested in going? I, I mean, I just don't know. They weren't on looking his at list. the quarterbacks who are good. He, he, they weren't one of the four mm-hmm. teams on his list. That's right. If New Orleans, what is Jameis Winston's contractual situation? They just let him do a one year. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So year. Russell Wilson could easily wind up in is New Orleans. Is it a Jimmy G type of guy? Like, is that what we're looking at for next year with the Steelers? I feel like you want to do better than that. I don't know don't if you, you make it through four quarters in the AFC. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, anyway, we'll see. So, no, that, that felt, I talked about it earlier, that felt like the end of something. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks beating the Colts yesterday, Nuno wrote, at the end of the day, the Bucks are clear Super Bowl favorites. Meanwhile, I thought the Colts could be serious contenders, but then the real Carson Wentz flashes during these games, and you see why it won't happen. Wentz is infuriating to watch because he has moments, and you're like, oh, my God, he's so good. There's like five quarterbacks in the whole league who can do some of the stuff he can do. But then there aren't five who would make some of the mistakes that he makes. Like, there aren't (laughs) five guys in the league that would throw that. And you're like, what are you doing? They just... At what point do you give up on it ever being coached out of him? That, that's the question. I think, yeah, it's, it's, then, it's then on the coach to just do the best he possibly can because his body just has always worked better than his brain does. And every game, there's a couple mistakes like that. All right, next up on the Patriots win yesterday, Nuno writes, the Patriots aren't just the best team in the AFC. They have the quarterback that I trust the most right now not to make the killer mistake. Isn't that fascinating oh that we're giving that to a rookie? But here's what I will say. And you've been hearing me say this for years if you listen to me. These, this is all organizational, right? This is all organizational successes and organizational failures. What is happening right now in some of these places are just organizational failures. What is happening in New England is the ultimate organizational success. And the reason Mac Jones won't make the killer mistake is they won't let him. His own staff won't let him. They won't put him in a position to do something stupid. They won't have him flinging it down the field. I guess if they get way behind. But if they get way behind, it won't be because he made killer mistakes. And then at that point, you won't say they were killer mistakes. They were just a desperate team trying to make desperation plays. But he's being so well handled, so well developed, so well coached, that I actually agree with that take. If and when they lose in the playoffs, it will not be Hmm. because the quarterback made a critical mistake. Do you agree with that? I do. There also is this sort of perception out there that they're play calling with training wheels on. But yesterday, Greeny, he threw for 200 yards on first down. Like He is growing before our eyes very quickly, and the coaching staff seems to trust him even more now than they did a month ago. He's great. He's great. Let's just say it. He's, he's great. great. Yeah, man. But the reason he's great, if he was drafted by the Jets or by the Jaguars <laughs> or by the Bears— he wouldn't be this. No way. I don't know what he'd be in San Francisco. Maybe pretty good because they're pretty good. And I, it's, the Trey Lance thing is what it is. But if, if he had been drafted by those teams, we wouldn't be having this conversation. That's what I mean when I say it's an organizational success. But as a result, they have a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. He is playing great right now. Let me read a few more of these from Nuno here. Uh, the Jets beat the Texans. He writes, enjoy victory Monday, Greeny. You deserve it, even if your quarterback threw an interception off the back of his receiver who wasn't looking. I, I take issue with that. It wasn't a receiver. It was a running back. <laughs> he threw it off the back of Tyler Johnson. This is what Orlovsky said to me. I came in this morning and I asked him about it. Orlovsky said, that's one of those plays that looks a lot worse than it is because for one second there, the running back did look back, and that's what Zach saw. So he's going to flick it to him. 
In the meantime, what the running back saw when he looked back is Zach running, so he immediately turns around to block. So it's the ultimate in, like, just bad luck, and it results in a butt-fumble-esque-looking kind of play. It's that bad. Orlovsky also is sort of the expert of, of plays looking much worse than they are. <laughs> wow. And I thought you were going to say he's the expert on always defending the quarterback no matter what. He's that expert also. Let me read you one more. On the Falcons beating the Jaguars, he writes... Oklahoma was calling you, Urban. Just do it. What do you think? Do you think Urban Meyer goes back to college? There's a lot of openings. LSU was open. Urban Meyer has won big in the and they won two championships in the SEC. Oklahoma is now open. They're going to the SEC, and obviously they're a you know a powerhouse kind of program. LSU just I mean excuse me USC just closed. We know what happened there. Um, and what else was open? Oh, Florida was open. They found a coach this weekend. So do you think Nuno think? That Urban is a college coach again next year. I don't. I think it's bad timing for Urban and going back to college uh, because if it was next year, these you had these openings, I think you could do it. But I don't think he will, you know, have some health issue this offseason where it sends him back to college. <laughs> you are so snide. That's the beauty of Nuno. And that's why we bring you Nuno's notes. All right, coming up next, Dan Deardorff had just a magnificent um, call when Michigan won the game the other day. He said he's never been more proud. And I thought, you know what? We should cover that game. Let's have a conversation. Deardorff will come on. We'll talk with him about that. Greeny, the podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Delighted that you've chosen to spend some time with us today. And we've had Dan Deardorff on the show many times on the Goodyear Hotline with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven. But it was when I heard this call as I watched the end of the stunning Michigan-Ohio State game. And again, I, I said it earlier in this show. If you had told me Michigan was going to win, I wouldn't have been stunned. If you had told me they were going to bludgeon Ohio State the way they did in Ann Arbor on Saturday, I would have been very surprised, and indeed I was. And then I heard Dan Deardorff say this, and I said, we need to get him on the show. Wow, wow, wow. I've never been more proud of a group of kids and a coaching staff in my entire life than I am of this 2021 version of the Michigan Wolverines. After a devastating campaign last year, Jim, where they weren't even competitive. And to turn it around, what they've done 
going to the Big Ten championship game, my heart is bursting with pride to be a part of this Michigan program. The great Dan Durdorf joins us here on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Dan. Thank you, as always. God, who was that sentimental slob? <laughs> That's an offensive lineman talking up there. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 but look, that, that, that moment takes place, obviously, as you were watching all those fans. It felt like all 100,000 of them in the big house running out onto that snow-covered field. I mean, I just can't remember a more dramatic setting than the snow falling on that day for that game and that scene. So um, I give you all, 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 all latitude to have been just as sentimental as you could possibly be. Well, you're right. You're, you, you know, you're a Big Ten guy. Uh, you, I guess it'd be better if we were playing Northwestern hmm. in the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. But, yes, it was, it was just classic Michigan-Ohio State uh, uh, snow in the air. It was cold. It was in the upper 20s. It it was just the way Michigan-Ohio State was supposed to be played. And and you're right. It was uh, – we didn't – Ohio State did not lose that game. Michigan won the game. We we dominated – we won every aspect of that game. And that's one of the things I'm really proud about. Now, you look at this season. The one thing you didn't mention in that call there, it's not just how badly last year went, but it's also the game they lost to Michigan State, whatever that is now, four or five weeks ago, because that right. was the, that was another one of those, well, it's same old you know, Harbaugh-Michigan teams, uh, exactly the kind of game they tend to lose, and your season can spiral from there. And the fact that not only did it not, but that they find themselves where they find themselves now, I think that feels, to me at least, like a big piece of the story here too, Dan. Uh, it really is. And that Michigan State loss was so frustrating because – you know, we're up by a couple touchdowns and mm-hmm. what like three or four minutes left in the third quarter. And, and we end up blowing it by getting conservative and, and not cashing in. And, and that was the toughest part is, is that we had that game one. So this, this is a, the one thing I can say about this Michigan team is we've really got balance. I mean, we've got a good, solid, if not spectacular offense. Uh, we're not as flashy as, as some. We are a very good defensive football team that I think has talent all, at all three levels. But we have one thing that you need to be a really good defensive football team. And, Mike, you know what I'm talking about. We have two great edge rushers. Mm-hmm. And they, they're game changers, Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo. And on special teams, we're rock solid as well. So I think, we are, uh, I think we're well suited to keep going. Yeah, Dan Deardorff with us here. Hemba, what is the line on the game Saturday? They got to be a, a game against Wisconsin. I, I watch Big Ten football every single week. For anyone who listening to the show doesn't know, um, as as Dan pointed out, I'm a Big Ten alum, and and in the absence of my team, I always root for the Big Ten. So I need to see Michigan win this game this week against an Iowa team that does not have a lot of offense. Well, it's got to be a double digit de- ten and a half. Ten and a half. So, um, Dan, how would you describe? what this win meant. Like all of us watched it. I can't oh. even fathom what the audience of that game is going to, I haven't seen it yet, but I can't even fathom it. Uh, Cause it oh, was it just was, so it, good. It, it was, it's the, uh, it was the most watched college game of the season up to this point. Yeah. Obviously the playoffs will do uh, higher in the bowl games, but it, it was the most watched game uh, all year. 
Uh, you know, I you know, watching your show earlier this morning. Yeah. Uh, everybody's right. Uh, we've got the burden of carrying the Big Ten because if Iowa were to beat us Saturday night, I think the Big Ten will be out of the playoffs. And and, and so you know, Michigan, uh, Iowa don't want to hear this, but you know, we're kind of carrying the banner for the rest of the Big Ten. That's exactly right. And and you won't say this, and you shouldn't. I'll say it. If Iowa beats Michigan, I will be even more surprised than I was this past weekend. I, I watched Iowa play all year long. There, if, if you score two touchdowns in this game, you're going to win. It, it's just that Michigan what? is going to win this game if they score two touchdowns uh, because Iowa's offense is uh, – they're not exactly Ohio State. Let's put it that way. Well, let's let's also uh, talk about something. Yeah. I was coming on here this morning, yeah. and uh, I, I had somebody in the crosshairs, and that was – but uh, your old Paul Feinbaum mm-hmm. and and watching this morning as Paul uh, very graciously waved the white flag <laughs> when it comes to criticizing Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. If we lose to Ohio, that promise of his is going to go right out the window. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. Um, I, I think uh, I mean we are. If Iowa plays their game, if we play our game. We should win that football game. I agree with you. I, I think we're the better team, uh, but that's not always the way it works. For sure. Dan Deardorff, the great Dan Deardorff with us here. I want to talk about Jim Harbaugh. Um, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, that, that when I first started working in sports broadcasting, was in Chicago, and Jim was the quarterback of the Bears. So he was really the first big-time player that I ever covered in football. And so I've always been inclined to like him and root for him and all that kind of stuff. Um, and he was a, an absolutely, he did an unbelievable job at, at each of his college stops and then in San Francisco. And so I was the last person to start questioning it at Michigan. I, I was always the one saying, no, he's going to get it. He's going to get it. He's going to get it. Last year shook my belief in all of that. I will admit it. So for him to have this year here, how would you describe as one who's as close to it as you are, Dan, what this win and this season mean to Jim Harbaugh? Well, I, he completely... Uh, reinvented himself. Uh, he, you know, he, he, they restructured his contract. He took a multi-million dollar pay cut because he said, "Hey, I talk about this being a meritocracy. Uh, I've got to live it. I haven't earned what I was getting paid." Uh, he he took the advice of some people and he brought in uh, a, a lot of new coaches. Not one of them over forty years old. Uh, that has reinvigorated the program. The kids love playing for Jim Harbaugh. Yes, uh, we've had a problem with Ohio State. But you know what? The entire Big Ten has had a problem with Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, you're, if you don't like Michigan, you talk about it being Harbaugh's failure. The reality is Ohio State, uh, of, uh, with Trestle, Urban Meyer, and now with they've been on a historic run. I mean, give them a lot of credit. They have... They've had the number one recruiting class in the Big Ten every year. They have the most talented football team year in and year out in the Big Ten. So give Ohio State a lot of credit. Jim Harbaugh, let me tell you something. I What he did this year to swallow some pride and to bring this team back the way he did, if he's not the Big Ten coach of the year, 
I don't know who is. Yeah, I think that may, maybe even beyond that, to have Michigan now with a shot, one win against Iowa, in which they're a double-digit favorite, and they would they then head on to the college football playoff. To I mean, they've never been to this point, and they've never been to that point. So, how do you see it, Dan? Uh, just a quick look around the landscape. The Saturday was unbelievable. I'm not sure how much of the rest of the day you got a chance to watch, but the Alabama Auburn game was unbelievable. Oklahoma Oklahoma State was an incredible game. How do you see the whole? you know, chaos of it all as we have one week left to figure out the four teams. Well, yeah, I'm no different than everybody else. I, uh, all we can do is just take care of our business. It's, mm-hmm. it's there for the day. If we beat Iowa, we're in the final four. Uh, we'll be number two or number three. And, uh, you know, that, I don't know that anybody wants to be number four and, and get Georgia right off the bat. Uh, if we go ahead and beat Alabama in the SEC championship. But, Greeny, that you and I are having this conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you'd have come to me in September and said, this is what we're going to be talking about, I would have immediately uh, ordered a toxology test because <laughs> you would be on something. So that's, that's what's making this so enjoyable. Is that I, I'm pinching myself. I can't believe I'm actually talking to you about uh, Michigan's uh, national championship prospects. And, and nor can I. And, and, and everyone is surprised, and it's it's great to hear um, that you were as surprised as everyone else. By the way, quickly, before I let you go, Dan, I was on a plane recently. Uh, we were going to do our NBA show in Boston, and I was just purely by random – uh, or by chance, I was seated next to your close friend, Mr. Bob Costas, who was flying there, unfortunately, for a funeral. Um, but I happened to be sitting next to Costas, and I, I got a chance to just bother him for an hour. And I assure you that all of the nice things you said about him, he he uh, they are very much mutual. He has just as many nice things to say about you as you have to say about him. I first met Bob in 1974 uh, when he came to St. Louis to be the play-by-play voice for the Spirit of St. Louis, the old ABA basketball team. And uh, it was apparent from the jump that this was a guy that had extraordinary talent. And, you you know, uh, I've worked with a couple people in my career that just have, uh, they got a lot of brain power. Al Michaels is one, and Bob Costas, the other that immediately comes to mind. Uh, one of, just a magnificent intellect. And a good guy. Bob and I have been dear friends for a long time, and I'm glad you got a chance to visit with him. Good guy. Yeah, As he, are you. The best. Uh, Dan, it, it's, it's such a pleasure. Thank you very much. If they win next week and then they're headed into the playoff, let's do this again, and we'll see who they're playing and figure out where it's all going to go. But congratulations to you and everybody over there. It's a pleasure to hear your voice. Uh, thanks, Greeny. Really nice to be on with you. And uh, If I'm on with you next week, You'll have to tether me to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Let's root for that. Thank you, Dan Deardorff. Always a pleasure. The call, by the way, was on Learfield. Um, And it was. I didn't think of it immediately. You know, I watched that game like everybody else. And and the hard thing about being one of the people who decides what we're going to do on a sports show on a Monday, and I, I don't make those decisions alone, obviously, but both the TV show and this is how much is this going to feel old by the time we get to Monday? You know, like in the moment, Michigan winning that game felt like the biggest thing that had happened in sports that I could ever remember. And then, you know, I, but I thought I've, I've been down this road before. I thought to myself, all right, we got a whole, we got the Alabama game. We got a full NFL Sunday. Maybe we don't want to you know, go back to this on Monday. And then I heard that call. I don't remember where, I think I heard it on Twitter. 
just going through some coverage of the games. And I said, we got to put Deardorff on to talk about that. And I'm, I'm glad that we did. That was great. And look, I, you know, I went to Northwestern. The Big Ten is my conference. So I root for us in the absence of everything else. By, by us, I mean the conference. So I will be rooting for Michigan to beat Iowa on Saturday night, which I think they will. And I will be rooting for us to, uh, for Michigan to go on and have a real shot in the college football playoff. We'll see. I mean, is there a way? How does this thing? How does it look right now? Let's figure this thing out right now. Okay. Okay. If Georgia wins convincingly, Georgia is one and Alabama is out. Right? I agree. Is is that what we think? Two losses and you're not a conference champion. I don't know how they could reconcile that. I I think they could reconcile it if we come up with another one of these phony baloney contrived overtime games and Alabama loses on a two-point conversion. But let's put that aside for a minute. If Alabama loses a relatively normal game, I think Alabama is out. So do I. Georgia would be one. If Michigan wins, I think they'd be two. So do I. I think Michigan will wind up being two. I think they'll be two in the ranking this week. You think they will go ahead of Alabama this week? I do. And Cincinnati. They were, they were five, right? They, they were, were behind both of them. Yeah. But they blew out the number two team. So I agree with you. So this week, okay, this is smarter. Let's figure out where they're all going to be right now. Okay. It's going to be, Georgia's going to be one. For sure. Michigan two. Mm-hmm. Alabama three. Probably. Cincinnati four. Do you think Oklahoma State might leap them after beating Oklahoma? Beat since, leap Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. Well, see, that would then open the door to Cincinnati getting left out of this thing. It sure would which I've been saying to you all year long, the committee is itching to find a way to do. And that's their way to do it. Have Oklahoma State beat Baylor, and then you have Alabama beat Georgia. So Alabama has to get in, right. and Georgia has to get in. Mm-hmm. Michigan has to get in. So that leaves one spot, realistically, for Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, and should I say Notre Dame, or are they in that scenario, are they not even in the discussion? I think Notre Dame needs... Two or three things to happen, whereas Cincinnati only... I think Cincinnati needs a Bama loss, a Oklahoma State loss, or a Michigan loss. Notre Dame probably needs two of those three things, or a Cincinnati loss. All right, well, it's going to get... Tomorrow night should be very interesting. Tomorrow, uh, tonight, I think, should be good, actually. Let's do a Monday Night Football preview here, presented by Progressive Insurance. If your pet is hurt in a car accident, Progressive pays up to $1,000 in vet expenses with free pet coverage. Visit Progressive.com. we got Seattle, Washington tonight. Um, which I always like saying it that way. It's the Seahawks <laughs> at the Washington football team. The line I have here is a pick 'em. The line has moved from Washington minus two and a half to pick 'em over the last week. There is no public lean. And so. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Listen, I began the season telling you I believed in Washington. Now they've been a fraction, of, 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 they, they've been nothing compared to what I thought they'd be. But did you know if they win tonight? They actually are in the playoffs? That's crazy. That is so crazy. If they win tonight and then the season ended tomorrow, the Washington football team would make it. Someone said that in our pre-show meeting. I I looked it up because I assumed that I had to fact check someone because they were wrong. It's insane to think that they could be in the playoffs. They're going to win tonight. The pick'em game, I will take Washington at home to win and put together some semblance of the season I projected for them. All right, this was great fun today. Thank you, everybody, for uh, being along. As always, we will see you back in Better Than Ever, same time, same place, tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.